Today I want to start out with a story. Um, so Colin has two twin cousins. They're about nine years old. And there was this one time that Colin and I were trying to um, like plan out our schedules for next semester and seeing what our schedule is going to look like, how many credit hours we're taking, all of that. And as kids do, a lot of the times they'll ask a lot of questions that sometimes we don't always know how to answer because for us it's just kind of like a common knowledge thing at this point. And so they're asking, they're like, what is a credit hour? What does that even, like, what does that mean? What does it look like? And I answered them and I don't remember what I said, honestly, but it was a very, like, if I had said it to a college student, they would understand it made perfect sense. But I didn't even realize it, and Colin stopped me after. He was like, he has no idea any of those really words that you just used. What, like, what does that mean? Um, and the kid just looks at me like, what, what? Like, what did you just say? And so I had to stop. I was like, oh, wait, like, I didn't help you at all. It just honestly confused you more. So I had to stop and use words the best I could that I know he would know. Um, and try to use, like, examples about basically breaking it down of, like, for every hour you spend in class, like, that's what it, the equivalent to, like, one credit hour is, because technically that's what it's supposed to be, even if college doesn't always actually do that, but that's a different, (laughs) different story. Um, and so looking at that story, um, I know it's kind of stupid and simple, but We tend to also do that a lot with, um, with other people when we talk about God or faith. And that's what I kind of want to look at today, um, about meeting people where they're at and understanding what would actually make sense to them. Um, so I want to look at two different verses, one in 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23, And Paul says, For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. To the Jews I become as a Jew, in order to win Jews. To those under the law, I become as one under the law. Though not myself being, uh, excuse me, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I become as one outside the law. Not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, to the that I might win the weak. I become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I might that I may share with them in its blessings. So we see here Paul is talking about in order to, like, win the most, basically, or, like, reconcile the most people back to God, he has to become like them, not changing the gospel for them, um, but meeting them where they're at. Um, and then the other scripture I want to look at is Titus 3, starting in verse 1. It says, Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, 
to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hating, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. And so now in this scripture, what we see is Paul is telling Titus to remind his people that they used to be foolish and disobedient and led astray and the other various things that it um, listed there, of to not forget that, but to speak gentle and be courteous to all people. And it's all because where we've gotten to now and the more we continue going forward within our faith, we have that growth because of God. We ha- are able to live our lives because of God. Um, and so a common trend that I see within Christians, um, especially Christians that have um, grown up in the church for most of their life, um, and then realized that what they were being taught didn't completely line up with the Bible, and then, so then they tended to leave that. Um, and so what I see, though, is they've gotten out of that, and that they're good. But then they look at those, maybe the same people from the church they grew up at, or other people that are like them. And then we tend to get mad that those other people are, like, still in that spot, even though we were just in that spot not that long ago. Um, I knew this person that one day had pretty much, honestly, their life changed. They really finally understood really what it meant to be a Christian and the freedom that they could have um, with that, to be able to just kind of chill a little bit, that it wasn't so much, like, it wasn't rule-based. They didn't have to be so structured. And then the next day, um, we had gone to a worship service or something like that, and that person looked around and was so angry at these people that they um, seemed to have more fun laughing, like, at a stupid joke than, like, worshiping uh, like, during the worship part, like, the singing of the songs and all of that, and I had to talk to them, and I was like, you're not wrong that, like, that difference isn't, oh, like, an okay thing, but, like, this was you, like, you were that, those people literally yesterday, <laughs> and so we can't get so caught up in, oh, we've got it right now, that we become rude to those 
who haven't gotten that understanding yet. We need to be gentle towards them. But then tying it back to the Corinthians verse that Paul is saying is we need to meet them where they're at. So if they're very, very much grew up in a church, very rule-based set, we need to understand where they're coming from, to understand what's been put upon them in order to talk to them. But again, if we're talking to a non-believer, we're not going to come to them and start speaking all of these Christian type words or scriptures at them and things like that because that's not in their vocabulary most likely. Those aren't words or common knowledge for them that is going to really mean much. For me to recite a Bible verse is honestly more weird than anything to say that to a non-believer because that's not something they're going to want. Then that's not something they've been reading. It's different if they ask you a question about the Bible and then you're like, okay, yeah. Or you speak to them about your beliefs, even if it's like based on scripture, but not using them. And then they ask you, okay, but like, where do you get that from? And then you pull the scripture. But to just shove Bible verses at them, it doesn't make sense because that's not how they function and live their lives. And so like, in Paul's example of, like, to the Jews, I become Jews. To the Gentiles, I become Gentiles. Um, and so Paul ministered to the Gentiles more than anything. And we often look at Paul and we think, oh, at his conversion, Saul became Paul. Like, it was kind of like um, how in the Old Testament, Abram, like, Jan- or God changed Abram's name to Abraham. But with Paul, that was actually not what happened. Paul is like the Greek form of Saul. And so because he ministered to the Gentiles who were Greek, that's why he went by Paul, not Saul to them. Because that was something, like, that's what made sense to them. Um, and so anyways, looking more at that though, Paul isn't going to come to the Gentiles and speak to them like they have all of this understanding of all the Old Testament scriptures and all of the rules and things like that and talk to them about like, oh, you're putting all of these um, like Levitical rules on yourselves. Because in the reality, they weren't going to do that per se, like the Levitical kind of rules. Um, It would have been more of more just man-made rules or Rules about traditions that they've made by themselves. Um, or like different things like that. And so we, in our lives, as we talk to people, we need to understand where people are coming from. And also remember where we've come from. Not to go back to that place, not to be like, oh, I'm still in this place, or in order to reach a person that is dealing with depression, let's say, that's fighting that, that I now have to also go back to dealing with depression. But to remember what it was like to deal with depression and what God told you in that, of how he got you out of that and brought you from that, 
and to be able to speak to that person's life and understand of this is how they're feeling. This is where they're at. And this will be, if I use language that makes sense to them, to convey the gospel by not changing the gospel, but putting it in terms that they understand, you'll be way more effective. A good Christian doesn't come by just being able to recite the most Bible verses. It becomes to be able to reach people where they're at, to be able to reconcile them back to God. And if we're more focused on, I can list the most Bible verses at you, than being able to actually talk to someone, talk to their heart, and not be mad at them for where they're at, and realizing you used to be in a similar place, and to use your experience and how you got out of that, and speak to them in their situation, and humble yourself and be like, yeah, you know what? I used to be in that too. This is how I felt too. And speak to them and help them out of that. It'll be way more effective. And you'll get way more people reconciled to God and actually keep them there than than someone that you're going to more just talk down to or talk at and throw Bible scriptures at them. And so... I encourage you to pray about this, pray about specifically who God's leading you to talk to right now, and pray about where they're at, um, and how you can most effectively talk to them, what language to use, um, what mannerisms, how simple or complex terms you might need to do. And if you honestly even, too, need to research a little bit, if you will, about where they're at and what they might be going through. For instance, if a person grew up in, in like, they're in, um, they're Mormon, and you're trying to speak to them, but you don't really know anything about Mormonism, then look into that on your own, too. To be able to understand what they've been taught and where they might be coming from too. But ask them where they, what they believe in that too. And don't just be so quick to bash them for it, but be gentle. And ask them questions and be willing to listen and meet them where they're at. Um, 